Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this second part of the interview with Andy Nolter, we chat about Andy's Viva La Vida project, which he undertook in Seoul, South Korea. We discover how Andy brightened up a rather dreary and unimaginative 100-meter wall in his local neighborhood, as well as discovering how trash is turned into art. There's a top five featuring Tommy James and the Shandells, street art, and the Andong Mask Festival. You can find out more about Andy's projects in the episode description. Andy is full of ideas and full of invention. I highly recommend checking out his Instagram page and uh, having a look at the Pondicherry books and all that kind of stuff as well. Until the next time, this is Greg saying, take it easy, and I'll see you on the next one. Cheers. What about the construction of the dolls? How how are they made, or are they always made the same way? Or am I no, giving away too many secrets if we if you tell us this? It really depends, and that's what I what I love about making them so much is that it depends on what I find on the streets. Uh, I'm kind of always on the prowl for trash, always looking out for something that stands out. I've there's certain objects that I've used a million times, and so I'm kind of trying not to go in that direction. Like I've used bottle caps and I'm always thinking I've used enough bottle caps. I need to switch it up. The eyes, it's too easy to use bottle caps for the eyes, you know? So I've used all kinds of stuff. I've used hubcaps and paintbrushes and so many objects. If you look at them, I think it's kind of fun to try and figure out what this is made of. A lot of times I'll I'll basically try to find a flat surface no matter what it is mostly it's wood i like to paint a pattern on on the wood first and then just i play around with different objects and stick the stick something here stick something there until i start feeling like it looks unique and just keep it's like a puzzle i keep moving pieces around until it looks like it fits until it looks like it has an interesting expression or you know the colors of the trash match with the background that i painted and also an, another really important thing that i look for when i'm putting them out on the streets is uh the wall the wall that i place it on has to really match the colors of the doll it gives it a, a texture and it gives it uh it, that's sort of like the the frame i look at it that way it's got to really complement the doll if it doesn't match then it kind of ruins the doll so that's that's another thing that i'm always kind of i'm always looking for trash and i'm always looking for walls that are interesting and i'm sure your neighbors are just perplexed by this this this, <laughs> this strange yeah. man who's, who's walking about the neighborhoods uh just doing my uh, wife used to be perplexed but now she's so used to it that she's out there looking for trash for me <laughs> even better you like look what i found today you're slowly converting the masses, and that's good stuff. I did a, a project called Viva La Vida, where I, when I, when I was working in Seoul, I would walk by this big, huge, giant, almost hundred meter long brick wall, and it was a not the most beautiful of walls. And I used to walk by it every day, and I was like, 
this is the rat race. I'm going to work every day, same thing, same wall. And which, um, Sorry, which part of the city were you in at this point, Andy? That was in Socho, near Gangnam. Mm -hmm. And that's where my school was. So I would walk by that wall. And, and though it was sort of an eyesore, it also had, the way that it was built, it had sort of like a brick, a brick, a brick, and then a slot, kind of. It was an empty space inside the wall. And so I was always thinking that it's a cool space that you could put something in there, a little piece of art. And so I would walk by it every day and think I should really do something, some kind of a project where I put something in all these slots. There's hundreds of them along the wall, probably thousands of them along the wall. And so I started making these little uh, wooden characters. At first I was doing like kind of, you know, Dia de los Muertos kind of skull inspired. I was really into Mexican mm -hmm. folk art at the time. And then I was making all of a sudden I looked at my art desk and I was like, I've made like 50 of these. I don't know why, but I just keep making them. And then I thought if I put like a hundred of these on the wall, it's going to be a little bit creepy. So I tried <laughs> to liven it up. And so I decided since this is part of my routine, walking by this wall, I'm going to include the people who I see in my daily routine and make characters of them. And so I started making like the garbage man that I would see or, the person who I would see at the bus stop every day, all these characters who are in my life who I don't even know. Right, you, know, uh, you never hardly uh, get, give a glance or let alone right, a word. Right, but it, I started, when I started thinking about this project and I started paying more attention to the everyday little tiny details, the people, they're all going to work at the same time as me. And so I started noticing, oh, that's the same person. Oh, that's the same person. So I started making these characters and I started making my coworkers, and all, I just started making all kinds of characters. And in the end, I think I made over 600, put all of them on the wall one day. And some of them had poems and some of them had little words of inspiration. And uh, yeah, that was another thing that people just walked by the wall and it was like a, a museum on the streets. A week later, they were all gone. And that was sort of what I expected, but I didn't think it was gonna happen so fast because there were so many. But it was really, really nice because the local neighborhood people all put post-it notes on the street signs saying thank you. It was really awesome. It was beautiful. And that was nice because a lot of my projects, I don't, like I said, I don't always get feedback, but it was cool to see how much people liked it. That's definitely a unique situation. And uh, knowing, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but knowing the Korean character quite well, having lived there for 17 years, you know, it's, a, yeah. it's sometimes it's a tough nut to crack or it's a... Definitely. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's, whether it's a linguistic thing or just, yeah, just mm -hmm. a different thing altogether. But it's nice when you can break that ice and uh, share something yeah. together. And I think it's even tougher to crack in Daegu. But yeah, that was a really good, it was a nice, fun project. And that's another thing that I think about doing again, just because there are walls like that all over Korea. A lot of apartments, for some reason, when they build them, they have that that kind of a wall with those slots in the bricks. And every time I see one of those walls, I'm like, I really want to put something and I want to put some art in there and make it look better. It's like Eastern European architecture 101, you know, it's a bit like the time yeah. I grew up and it has a lot of these yeah. not very aesthetically pleasing kind of parts. There. So anything, right. anything you can add to it with a bit of color or a bit of imagination and a bit of life right. is definitely a good thing. Definitely. That, that's something I, I, consider maybe doing again but it that also took at least a year to make all of those those wooden characters i've done a lot of projects and it's nice to um sort of kind of go down memory lane with some of them andy how about before we wrap things up 
Where, yep. where can we find your work? Tell us about some of your social media. Um, so I guess the main thing that I use is Instagram. It's uh, Andy K Art. I think it's Andy underscore K underscore Art. I'm on Facebook also, Andy K, Andy Knowlton Art. And Vimeo, you can see a lot of my projects. If you go to Vimeo and you type in my name, I think you should be able to find project videos for everything that I talked about before. And for the publishing side of things? Pondicherry Books on Instagram. That's the, I have a website, but I haven't really got it up and running yet. But yeah, Pondicherry Books on Instagram. That's the main one right now. Actually, I remind you, you were saying you did some of the, the book covers yourself. Is this a bit of another side project for you? Some illustrations? Yeah, actually, I haven't done most of these. The, the Pondicherry books are people who I reached out to, but I'm thinking I'm going to start doing my own designs because some of them I like and some of them I kind of was a little bit disappointed. It's also expensive to pay for people to do these things, and I sometimes feel like I could do it myself. Andy, how about top five? Sure, let's we do can, it. We can adapt some of these questions to fit however however and whatever way we please. So let's, okay. start, let's start with an easy one. Tell us, a, tell us a guilty pleasure, someone you like but you shouldn't, musically or otherwise, please. Uh, there's one song that I've been listening to for the past couple of years that I put on repeat. Uh, it's You know the song Crimson and Clover? Tommy James and the Shondells. Oh, yeah, okay. Tommy James and the Shondells, I know, yeah. I don't know why. I really like this song, but every time I like, play it, I'm like, should I like this? <laughs> Is anybody watching me? Like, can anybody hear me? I don't know why if I really feel weird listening to it. I listen to it over and over, and I'm like, this song is awesome. <laughs> but I, I don't feel comfortable when I'm playing it for some reason. I on don't the, know if I should like it, it. On the plus side, it could be much, much worse. I guess so. <laughs> you, know, you could be listening yeah. to yeah a whole plethora of things that just yeah it's this kind of the the, the ninth ring of hell or whatever, right? It's so, a strange yeah. feeling to feel so guilty about it, though. Yeah, Tommy Jones well. and the Chandels. Hey, Money, Money was this song that they did, if I remember mm-hmm. rightly. But that's that's me Sounds being great. a music nerd. Yeah, good call, Andy. Who should we be listening to? Uh, I'm going to recommend my friend, Mike Higby, who's a a lifelong friend. Uh, He's a singer and musician from New York, and he makes very beautiful music. He has an album called Secret Life, and I'm really hoping that he's got more music coming soon. So yeah, check out Mike Higby. I shall add it to the notes and I'll go check it out myself. Yeah. Uh, We'll leave it there because, you know, in some of these, it's a, a little bit of a Mm-hmm. Something we don't know. That's quite cool. Andy, what about, uh, since we're, you're, you're based in South Korea, what's your go-to Nori Bang song? Or for those who don't know you, Nori Bang, <laughs> it's, it's karaoke. Are you much of a karaoke man or a Nori I Bang man? I do enjoy, I do a good, enjoy a good karaoke now and then. Uh, I'm a horrible singer. And even in the karaoke, I'm bad. Uh, even <laughs> Not with good, bad, but just bad, bad. bad. I'm bad, bad, uh, but I like, I can, I can do a halfway decent rap. So I would do a Beastie Boys, check, check it out. That's, that's the one go-to that I, I feel pretty comfortable with. 
And when you're ever there with co-workers or friends or family members, for example, do they ever coax you into doing like a Korean number as well? Oh man, I can I can do a couple Korean raps, but I really try to avoid it. I I need like I need a hype man when there when there's a Korean song, because there's always some part that I don't know. So I can rap the like the rap part, but then there's a chorus where somebody has to sing, and I can't pull that off. So I have to really get somebody in on it with me. That's another work in progress, then. Yeah, yeah, but it's really funny to see actually when I go to the Noibang with coworkers, and they're usually pretty shocked when I start <laughs> rapping. <laughs> a man of many yeah. talents, you know. A lot of profanity in some of the songs that that's not really like you know work environment. <laughs> but hey, it's we're hard, there man. to have fun, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, who doesn't love having a tambourine in a room with people who can't play it? You know, it's. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's on the one and the three, as they say, right? So, uh, which leads us to the next question. That's pretty funny. The, the next question: uh, We talk about a museum worth visiting. Anything you can mm, recommend yeah. for us? Um, I really am a big fan of the Andong Mask Festival, uh, the, the Andong Mask Museum. Uh, I they have a mask festival every year in Andong, and. Uh, yeah, that, that museum, you can see a lot of really cool Korean masks and masks from around the world. I'm really interested in masks. So I, I go to that museum every year. And if you haven't been there, I, I highly recommend it. It's a cool place. Andong is not far from where they have, is it near Gyeongju and all that kind of stuff? If I yeah, yeah, yeah. Andong it's about an good. hour from Daegu. All these cities around Daegu, Andong, Gyeongju... Uh, Pohang, they're all pretty close to each other. So yeah. and then if you're area, around those cities, yeah, easy the, to go over there to Andong and check it out. The, these areas are of great historical significance and right, right. Uh, Andong back has to a the, really the Korean kingdoms and yeah, yeah. And they it, have a beautiful traditional village there in Andong. It's one of these things that when people often talk about now that South Korea has become more prominent or it's more. It's more on the map, you know. We're talking before yeah. Corona and all that crap, but uh, as you know, as a as a place that produces film and uh, art mm. and sports and all of these other things that people didn't really hear about twenty, thirty years ago, right? They they, they go to see uh, Gangnam or these other kind of nice neighborhoods, or you know, they go to the the big city. But once you get out of the cities, it's a completely different place altogether. Right, yeah, it's really fun to explore. That it's a really, really beautiful country, and I, unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't see enough of it. But but there's an incredible beauty and a lot of nice places to check out. I I feel like I've been here for a long time and been traveling around Korea, and there's still I'm surprised at the places that I haven't been to and keep discovering. No, it's full of surprises. Yep. So in, anyone, if it's on your to-do list or your to-go list, yeah, try and get out of the city and go see some of the For places, sure. run about it, and you'll be really surprised. And you'll get to go hiking with about 200 other people in the same line, and then you go get drunk on the way up and more drunk on the way down and all of those. Yep. Yeah, we won't spoil it for them, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> Andy, who would, last question. Who would you mm-hmm. say is a, an overrated artist in your opinion? Well... Ah, that's hard. Or um, someone you just don't get, you know? 
Well, I, I don't, I don't necessarily think overrated, but I think it's a little bit unfortunate that, uh, like when it comes to street art, so many people only know Banksy and it's like kind of frustrating. Anytime you mention street art, people are like, Oh, you mean like Banksy? And I'm like, no, not at all. Like Banksy, there's thousands of other really, really awesome street artists out there uh, who do incredible things. And somehow he's just the only guy that everybody knows. I'm not saying he's not good. He's great. But I encourage people that if you like an artist like Banksy, go check out other street artists. There's so many talented artists doing cool things in cities all over the world. So that's what I'm going to say. Excellent. Do you think that there's a, it's an interesting answer actually, but do you think there's a certain, an, an element to where people just go about their everyday lives? Going back to that conversation about the wall project mm-hmm. and, you know, people do the same thing every day, day in, day out, and this is their daily routine, going to work, the daily grind. But maybe they, they don't see the beauty in these certain things anymore. You know, they might not even notice it's there, for example, that they're in right. their, own, their own little nine to five bubble or nine to nine bubble if you live in South Korea. Right. Definitely. I think that's true. And, and that's sort of my aim is to get people out of that way of thinking by making art that you wouldn't expect to see. And I think that's what a lot of street art is in general, is just to make you just do a double take and, whoa, that wasn't there yesterday. How did that get there? Um, and then yeah. you're like, cool. And then you go about your daily life. But for that, right. for that, uh, hopefully more than a split second, but yeah, for that little period of time where you've given someone a thought or an inkling of an idea or sure. it's taken them away from whatever chores that they're, they're, they're in the middle of. Right. Absolutely. Andy, I wish you well with the future and all of these projects. It's been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed myself as well. And we can uh, catch up with you sometime in the near future, maybe later in the year when we're talking about the, I forget what it's called now, the Pondicherry yeah. Festival. Mm-hmm. I will add that in later. But yeah, yeah. hopefully we can uh, catch up sometime later on and we can talk about something else. Sure, would love to. Thank you. Andy, all the best. All right, take care. Cheers. Bye. Oh, Andy, that was great. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Oh, hold on. Feed Mike a little bit. There we go. How are things over in Germany? Uh, Things are actually not too bad, all things considered. It's, I wouldn't say normal. It's far from normal, but it's definitely you can go out. I think now we can have three or four people in your house or from two different oh, okay. households and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I think they took the lesson quite see, or the, you know, the, the original thing, they took it quite seriously. And the first week mm. was, the first week was grim because I had no yeah. work and I didn't know what was going to happen after that. But right. we slowly, uh, I've been working from home since March the 23rd or something. I think I've mm. been home since March the 16th mm. or 14th, yeah, it's been that long, I can't remember. Yeah. But uh, uh, Generally, we can go out. Uh, you can go out as many times as you want now. You go to the supermarket, yeah, you just don't. And the right. football, the football's on here as well, so there's this kind of certain creepy element to having empty stadiums and 
Yeah, they were uh, doing that with the baseball here. I, I saw that, and they're going to. Uh, what was it? They're showing it on ESPN. I read, or they're. Yeah. Uh, they're right. showing it globally, I think. Like the, mm-hmm. but you're not going to have any sex dolls in the crowd, apparently. So that was yeah. the, that. Of course, that story made it here, and a couple of my students sent it to me. They thought this was hilarious, you know. That was funny. I mean, they were fully clothed, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's. Uh, but well, then I read another story that they came from the same factory that actually makes mannequins, or yeah, mm. mannequins, right for the. Yeah, the I mean that makes the, sense. And they just kind of got them mixed up a little bit. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I told I told some of the guys who asked me that that was probably the most exciting thing that actually happens at a K League game. If uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a bit slow for the yeah for the Germans, but uh, you yeah, ever come back? And, you ever come back and visit here? Uh, I left. Uh, when did I leave? The end of April 2017. So that's three years and change. Just a little bit, and I haven't been back. My wife was back. She left the first week of January and she came back at the end of February. So she just left as the Corona thing was kind of kicking off here. Yeah. And it it was going on while she was there. So she came back and she stayed at home for, yeah, mm. forever. So she's, but she's fine. So, but That's uh, good. I don't know, man, 17 years I was there and it's a long time. So yeah, I, I think I get some other, some other fish to fry in between, but yeah, mm. I, I miss it. And I had some, Great times there, some good, great friends, and you yeah. do you do miss things, you know. You miss going to a Calby restaurant or yeah. going to the club family mart for a beer at eleven o'clock right. at night and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, all the other things in between. But yeah, but if you ever make it back, it would be fun to to get together and have a beer or something. Definitely, that's a plan. But I'll be in touch, man, about the thing later on in the year. You said you do it between October and November. Yeah, uh, November to like mid December usually. So maybe we could talk about that later on in the year and how yeah, those sure. plans are going on. And we see if we get yeah. any kind of. A- Hopefully by then, I so this project that I'm doing right now, I can t- tell you about it off, you know, off the Zoom, off the, off the recording, but uh, it's a I'm doing this this mailbox, and I'm I I put a mailbox next to a cafe nearby in my neighborhood. And each day I'm putting like a, a handmade piece of art inside the mailbox so that people can come and find it. And uh, it's, I started it last fall. If you, if you want to check it out, you can see it on Instagram. It's a red mailbox project. Um, but I, I haven't told anybody that it's me. It's sort of anonymous right now. And, uh, but by the time I'm doing the poetry contest, I might, I, I haven't decided if I'm going to let the cat out of the bag that it's me doing it or if I should just keep it anonymous. Um, but if, if I decide to talk, to let people know that it was me, I could talk about that as well. Excellent. Anything that comes up in between, man. And then maybe we can get something with Nick on at the same time. Maybe we get the three oh, yeah, that's. Yeah, that would be cool. He actually messaged me today and he's got ideas for like a kid's book. And he asked me if I would maybe make some trash art for the kid's book. Um, So that would be something we could potentially work on. It's not anything, you know, for certain, but so I didn't want to talk about it too much, but hopefully we can get that going because it seems like it would be a, a good collabo. Yeah, definitely. Now, a three-week conversation is always quite nice as well. 
Yeah. Andy, Definitely. thanks. Thanks for I don't know what time are you? Ten o'clock? Nine o'clock? Uh yeah, it's ten. All right, man. I'll let you go on. Thanks, man. It was it was nice. Right on. Appreciate it. And if you send me if you want to send me any like uh link that I can put it on my Instagram when whenever the show is ready, just let me know and I'll, uh, I'll send it. It's probably gonna be a f- oh yeah. I've maybe get three to edit before I get to you. So sure. Don't no take rush. It. Nothing personal. I'm, I'm a no, bit, no, no I'm rush. A bit, I'm a bit lapsed with my uh, my editing, you know. So I totally understand, but but yeah, I'll be happy to share it in as many places as I can. So fantastic. Me... Sounds like sounds like a plan. Andy, all the best, mate. Cool. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.